What's happening, people? Welcome to another episode of Natty News Daily. We've got the man, Gary Amlinger, on again. We're going to chat about prep. He's getting closer and closer to WMBF World's face. Looks a little smaller since when we saw him last. Getting that that, that jawline's coming in pretty good. So, how are you, my friend? How are you doing? Been doing amazing. Um, I've been off the uh, the grid in terms of social media, but to be honest, this has been the most enjoyable prep I've ever had. Uh, smoothest by far. Uh, very, very, very relaxed. We're in a position now, uh, Cliff Wilson and I, to where we're just pretty far ahead of the game and we're losing at a super slow pace. We've got about seven weeks uh, till Worlds and five weeks till the WNBF Monster Mash. Um, right now, I'm about 200 pounds flat. And I stepped on stage uh, at my pro debut 2018, which is about four and a half years ago about 192. Um, I'm considerably bigger now. Um, I want to say in terms of leanness, I'm pretty close to where I was on stage at this point in 2018. Which was so, lean. Like there was no doubting that last time. It wasn't like, a, oh, he won in spite of conditioning. It was yeah. there. Yeah. The, you know, the judges told me your conditioning was there um, for sure. To be specific, I needed to bring up my upper body and my back was the main thing to match my legs. Yep. So we feel like we definitely did a good job of that the past four and a half years. And uh, it's going to be interesting to see what my physique looks like at about 192, 193, we're thinking I'll be on stage. So roughly the same stage weight as 2018 yep. with the added, you know, lean body mass. And so uh, looking wow. forward to getting up there and representing the u.s yeah that's uh yeah. it's in, it's insane when when you think of like like for example we were at the show this past weekend and you know Berto won that show at i think he said he was one six like mid 160s he told me mm-hmm. he looked and amazing he, he looked unreal and like he's he's big right for a natural bodybuilder like he's a, he's a big solid athlete and he was shredded and you're basically talking about 25 pounds heavier which is just nuts, right? Like in the natural stream, like, you know, most divisions are filled up with lightweights or middleweights. You know, you get some good heavyweights, but most heavyweights still have some weight to lose and could potentially be middles. Um, so for you being in his stage condition at 192 pounds is nutty. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah. be fun to see in person. How tall are you again? I'm five nine. Yeah. Like that's big. That's bonkers. <laughs> Same height as me and 30 pounds heavier, plus way better. Just <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Plus way better. <laughs> yeah, Just about so, um, that's a shirt right there. <laughs> we still got to get the neck training shirt. I'm waiting for the neck training. I want it. Yes. Oh, we speaking gotta... of, I started this week some neck training. Yes. It's you. coming. I got oh. this. Yes, I love it. So, so I, I've done like, I've been doing like direct trap work, like this whole previous off season. It definitely worked. Uh-huh. And then I was like, you know what? I, I kind of was formulating a new plan this week. And I was like, I'm going to throw in some neck work. So I did just body weight, two sets of 15 forward, two sets of 15 backwards and side to side, two sets of 15. And then I did two sets of shrugs, like sets of 30 and just ripped the shit out of them, man. My head feels like a thousand pounds. Like, 
So when you do, let, let's go, let's actually dive into that a little bit. Cause I'm interested now. So when you do your neck training, like, are you, are you loading now? Like you've been doing this a long time. So like, what yeah. do you do? Yeah. So it's basically uh, very similar to what you do. It's going to be neck flexion, neck extension, neck lateral flexion. Yeah. So I'll do three exercises. And right now I'm doing about four sets per exercise twice per week during my main training. Yep. And then when I'm deloading, I cut volume by 50%. So I'm doing two sets per exercise. One thing I should say though, my coach doesn't prescribe neck training anymore. He doesn't feel like it's necessary. Yeah. Kind probably, of agree with him. I like doing it. talking about this right now. Yeah. He's going <laughs> to laugh. Um, so he doesn't prescribe it anymore. I'm pretty much doing that myself, but uh, I'll be looking for someone to pres- you know, prescribe the programming for that after worlds right now. I'm good with this uh, volume threshold with neck. It's going to maintain the musculature I built over the past four and a half years, uh, especially when I'm carb loaded. I should fill out nice with the traps and the neck and everything. So when I'm hitting most musculars, I feel like it yeah. will make a difference. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think you're starting out with body weight, only your head weight. Yeah. yeah. yeah I've actually told people that they're like, really? I shouldn't use any weight. I'm like, no, like you can get hurt. Like nice and easy, high reps, use yeah. your, you know, you don't need any weight. And um, once you feel like you're engaging the musculature correctly, then add five pounds, add 10 pounds. What do you do? But for me, for me right now, neck flexion, I'm doing like 40 pounds for 20. Uh, lateral flexion is similar. And neck extension, Damn. I'm doing like 50 pounds for 20. So it's roughly around the same. This sounds yeah. terrifying. <laughs> yeah. I'm the guy in the gym with the neck harness, you know, so it's yeah. cool. Everyone knows me now. It's fine. Yeah. Is that uh-huh. your nickname? Do you have a nickname? What? The neck, the neck, the neck guy. Or... <laughs> you guys could crown me with that too. I have Gary yeah. Glutes. If you want to go with the neck thing, that's cool. Yeah. You know? It, oh, it definitely like, like adds to a physique. You know, there's, I'm pretty sure there's like this, this photo that floated around one time. I think it was Channing Tatum when he like got into acting. And then his, they, I don't know. I don't know if it was legit or if it was just Photoshop, but it basically was like, look at him here with a skinny neck and then look at him here with like a relatively jacked neck. And it looked like way more impressive. He looked like he gained 50 pounds of muscle just because his neck was bigger. Yes. I believe Jeff Nipper had posted that. Yeah. So okay. Maybe that's where I saw it. About. Yeah. Maybe that's where I saw yes. it. Yes. Cause he made a neck training video. Yeah. Jeff. Yeah. So um, I just, I don't understand it. Like, I feel like if anyone had the choice, they'd be like, yeah, I'd like a thicker neck with big traps. I just, yeah. As a guy, as a competitive bodybuilder, why not? I don't think it's affecting my other training at all. Actually, I do it on my rest periods a lot of the time. So if I'm doing like heavy compound movements and I'm resting anyway, I just throw in my neck training there. I don't really lose anything. You do direct forearm work? Uh, I I do. I don't do it as much. I'll do a lot of hammer curls, dumbbell hammers. Um, and reverse curls, so yeah. reverse barbell curls. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do add the the wrist curls and the reverse wrist curls as well. Yeah, just not that often. Maybe, yeah, maybe a couple times a year, a couple of mess cycles. Yeah, I mean, really, when you think about it, like you know, people will like say what's important and what's not, and is it definitely like like your neck, right? Is that up to par with like your lats or your quads? Well, obviously not. But right. to deny that if it was better would not look better well yeah if i had 
bigger forums, my front double. Like I, uh, I posed with uh, Leo, the president of WMBF Canada, and when oh, we were yeah. posing, his like his forearm, like when he did a front double, like there was just a chunk of meat right there, and I was like, that looks sick, right? So it's it's like why not grow your forearms then, right? It's like we try so hard to gain our calves, why not forearms and neck, right? Hundred percent. I think it's going to be a trend eventually especially when it becomes more prevalent, people are seeing other people train neck and that's how things just take off. Like anything in life, like just seeing it more and more. And I know, you know, competitive bodybuilders and people who just want to add size, they're going to want a little thicker neck. You don't have, I mean, you don't have to prioritize it every training block, but why not throw it in a few times a year just to get a little thickness there on a most muscular. I think it it looks excellent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, and like you said, I can guarantee it's not taken away from your recoverability. I mean, I did, I did that technique for my calves. My calves are the biggest they've ever been. Like every time I finish a leg press set, I just hit my calves right then and there. Like I'm still recovering. It's not fatiguing me from a leg press to go into a calf raise. I'll be okay. Exactly. Exactly. I think uh, the more we kind of like err on that side, like you could, you know, train intense, you could add a couple sets here of isolations. You're not going to over fatigue yourself. You're not going to take away from something else. And I feel like a lot of people are so concerned about like fatigue accumulation. Yeah. But you still need to put in the volume. Like you still need to push, mm-hmm. you know, that's what deloads are for, you know? So mm-hmm. it's, it's a balance. Uh, the little muscles, I'm not worried about fatiguing myself at all. Mm-hmm. You seem to have a very, uh, I'm just going to use the term old school kind of mindset towards this where it's like you're not overthinking fatigue and you know rest and recovery like are are you more old school when it comes to your thought processes towards like bodybuilding in general i'd say i'm both Um, yeah i go back and forth so in terms of like uh form and technique i've moved away from trying to be perfect in the gym um to use more load and get more reps. And uh, I feel like volume is still king. So if I could add more reps or weight and use a little momentum or break form down a little, especially if I can't get hurt on the movement, really, mm-hmm. I'll do that. And I'm fine with it. I'm fine with my form not looking perfect anymore. I Four and a half years ago, I was like, no, everything has to be perfect. No momentum on a front squat. If my torso is leaning even a little too far forward, that's no good. I got to stop the set. Like I was really like super yeah. OCD about this. I'm moving away from it. Um, I joke, like I'm kind of in the middle of Alberto Nunez, who has like the best form in, on the planet and Doug Miller. I'm kind of in the middle now. Yep. I used to be yep. more like Alberto Nunez, if not exactly like him, because his form is textbook perfect. And Doug uses some momentum. And he breaks form down sometimes. So I'm yeah. kind of in the middle there. Um, and I guess we'll see, like, when I step on stage, if I really did grow as much as I felt I could with this method. Because um, that's ultimately all that matters. Did I grow or not? You know, did I grow more than having perfect technique or not? And I feel like the past four and a half years, I've grown way more than I ever have, like, at an alarming rate so but we'll see as i take these next eight pounds off uh if it's true so it's like on my own lab experiment you know did cliff oversee your training at all 
Uh, Cliff doesn't. It's mainly Jason Tremblay. Oh, yeah, yeah. Guys. Yeah. 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 Okay. So he takes care of that. Right mm-hmm. on. Cool. Yeah. Um, so. Good. I was just going to say, referencing uh, some of the blog posts you've been making on the website, also just dropping that, that if you aren't aware, Gary has been updating the Netty News Daily website with uh, some running blog posts about his prep. It looks like really not too much has changed, um, at least with this last check-in, right? Like macros the same, mostly training the same, all of that pretty standard. And you're still able to drop, you know, I think you said what, like 0.6 pounds um, being relatively close to stage weight. So what do you think is different this time around that has given you so much more like flexibility, if you will, or just like ease for this prep? Like, how are you in such a good position with six weeks left? I would say uh, in general, um, so leading up to my 2018 prep, I mentioned this before, I had really bad sleep issues. Uh, I was only getting like three, four hours a night and it was restless. And I had that pretty much like my whole life. Like I never slept good. And a lot of that had to do with uh, major stresses in my life especially in my mid twenties, I took care of that. And I sleep pretty much exceptionally, especially these past four and a half years. So me with sleep, I'm just like a different human being. Um, I'm just way more relaxed. Uh, I'm recovered. Um, So things just seem so much easier now. I would say that's the main thing is sleep. Sleep is yeah, if I could pinpoint one thing that's so important for recovery above everything else is sleep. So I would say I'm sleeping better. Uh, my macros are more on point, uh, especially this past off season versus the off season before my last competition prep. Um, I stayed way leaner this off season, so I didn't have to lose as much. I think I peaked at like 227 maybe this off season. And I don't even want to tell you how heavy I got before uh, 2018 oh, I season. I remember our chat. Too heavy. Way <laughs> yeah. too heavy. Sick. We're talking 250, <laughs> 260, like ridiculous. So um, it's everything's just tighter. Um, and we so did took you, a, uh, before we go too far, too much further, mm-hmm. when you got to like 227, did you just kind of hold that for, for much of the off season and just eat and train? I held the high 220s for a bit, but um, I then I came back down. So like my, so I would say I was like in a surplus for maybe like six to 12 months at a clip and uh, depending, but um, my peak was in the high 220s. I didn't want to stay there too long. Um, when I felt like I was starting to get too heavy or I wasn't gaining weight anymore, that's when I'm like, well, I should come back down. Uh, mini cut so I could actually gain weight again, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's, that's pretty much how I, how I took it. But once, once I get near two thirty, my body's just like, no, like it's, it's too heavy. My leverages start to go to yeah. go bad and I don't feel as, as good. I was always a very lean kid. And like right now I actually feel phenomenal. I'm, I'm going to be probably one nineties this, this coming week and uh very lean and i feel great like i feel like an athlete and this is kind of where i'm good uh, 200s and we'll see 190s maybe when i get near stage weight, i'll be like i feel great i don't know yeah. we'll find yeah. out that's perfect are you feeling any negative 
aspects of prep right now? Um, hunger is surprisingly very low. I do eat a lot of fiber. My fiber is like probably like 50 to 60 per day. I'm eating a ton of broccoli, cauliflower, carrots, green beans to keep me satiated. Um, you know, that, that pre-workout shake with the fruit and the oats and everything is still in. Um, a lot of chicken. I'll probably start adding steak as well to help with hunger if I feel like it's getting out of hand. Um, yeah, no, I feel good. I'm PRing in the gym still. Um, yeah, no, nah, I don't really feel much. That's awesome. If I, I sleep's on point. I'm good. Yeah, for sure. So it's the algorithm. <laughs> for sure. So I, I know how Cliff operates. So do you have a meal plan for yourself or are you, if it fits your macros tracking day to day, how do you structure things? Cause I, like I, how I would do it when, so he'd send me my macros, I'd make a meal plan. I just, I just prefer it that way. I don't have to think about it. Update would come in. He'd send me macros. I'd change my meal plan. Onward we go. So do you do that? Or are you a little more flexible with things based on what you're feeling? Or are you just like robot? So when you say meal plan, are you just plugging in your meals on my fitness pal and eating that every day pretty much? Yeah. So when Cliff would send me, okay, here's your macros. This is what I want you to do. Protein, carb, fat. I would then, yeah, I would dick around on my fitness pal for 20, 30 minutes make a plan. And I'm like, okay, that hits those macros. These are the foods I'm going to eat. And then I would run with that every single day. Do you do that or are you more flexible? So I would say I'm pretty much doing that by default because um, I'm enjoying the meals that I'm eating. Yep. So if he lowers calories, I'll just lower the calories of the foods that I'm already eating. Okay. Yeah. So you're doing the exact same thing. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And do I have to do that? No. Uh, I would say as I get closer to competition, it just becomes easier. Like, yeah, I agree. I know what I'm eating. I don't have to fumble with the macros really. Yeah. Um, I have the foods in my uh, house. Um, I know exactly what I have to get at the grocery store. Uh, also, I, I believe that if you kind of get too fancy with foods where you're trying to fit in like junk and everything else, I feel like that'll spark hunger a lot of the time. Yep. So I try to stick with like just bare bones, raw, you know, chicken, vegetables, uh, oats like just very basic stuff i don't yep. go crazy with um like halo top i used to eat a lot uh less prep uh diet soda i was drinking way too much of that so that's pretty much gone uh, i'll enjoy small amounts of it but it, it doesn't really help with with much yep. for me it might help with other people but for me it doesn't really work too well yeah yeah i found that same thing like i i uh i don't really care to experiment with things on prep I, i'm not that kind of guy i'm the same same as you like single food ingredients you know ketchup is my excitement some spices and stuff like that but yeah when it comes to like the low calorie or you know the walden farms and stuff like that it can just it's a slippery slope i find with people because you get that taste of something you know if it's like a chocolate or like a you know strawberry sauce or you know zero calorie jellos and stuff i think you're just you're just asking for it. And for me, like I find it just wrecks my guts, like all the artificial sweeteners and stuff like that. I feel like shit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'd have to agree. Like I guess I have a small amount of it, but it's very controlled. You know, I don't yeah. go crazy. I don't go crazy. Everything's pretty simple. Yep. Um, also another thing to note that Cliff and I went over is post competition 2018. Um, there was definitely like, I ate a lot of food and my hunger was like 
Because I well, basically I was introducing foods I wasn't normally eating during my prep after, like going out to eat and trying different foods. And that was that ruined my hunger even worse. Because we know hunger is crazy after competing. A lot of people don't know, but it's probably worse after competing than during prep. I think a lot of it's psychological. You're just yes. not like locked in on a show like that's lifted and it's just like your hunger goes from like even though you're eating like twice as much your hunger goes from like a i don't know a five out of ten to like a 10 out of 10 and it's like what the hell <laughs> i'm eating <Yeah>. more <laughs> this is not right yeah no 100 it's it's the physiological and psychological the, the combination your hunger just will explode especially if you just start introducing like really tasty foods i mean it just it just wasn't good for me so what we're going to do this time is I'll, I'll compete at Worlds November 19th, and then I'm actually going to extend prep uh, six weeks. So I'm going to eat the same thing, just more of it, because we're going to introduce calories to get my body fat levels up to help with my hormone replacement, testosterone and everything. Mm -hmm. So six weeks after Worlds, I'm basically going to be in prep still just to control that binge, wanting to binge and, that, and then those hunger levels that are elevated. So. That's going to be a new thing we do. So do you intend to have any any post-show meal or anything like that or, or no, just straight mm -hmm. to the... I'm going to try this out. Yeah, I'm going to... Uh, I'll go out to dinner with my family and friends, but uh, he's going to give me macros and I'm going to go to the supermarket and grab whatever I have to. And I will bring the food to the restaurant. I've done that before plenty of times. So um, we're going to give that a shot just to see how I feel because I want the rebound period to be way better this time around you know i'm a professional now and i need to treat that as such so yep That's yeah savage yeah i mean <laughs> if you can do that man kudos to you because i i i think i remember uh i called cliff after we we got on video brett recorded it <laughs> and i was like <laughs> if you send me macros i will just reply lol <laughs> and, and, <laughs> and cliff was like nah man go go enjoy yourself you've earned it but like I watched you eat like four of those cookies in like four seconds oh yeah but, <laughs> yeah i mean it's it there's definitely something to be said about like keeping that control afterwards for sure and it's just it's that walking that fine line of like okay because I've been that guy that in three days gained like 30 pounds, mm -hmm. right? You know, this time around, I kept it a lot more under control, not nearly what Gary is talking about, but I didn't gain 30 pounds in three days. But like, I just want to feel better again, right? Which needed to get some weight back on me pretty quick. So it'd be interesting to see how you, because I assume he'll probably throw some good calories at you pretty quick. So if you do that with structure, it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Yeah, I'm def definitely going to give it a shot and see how it works. And I can wait six, what's six weeks? Six weeks goes by so quick. And then I'll start, you know, I'll go out to dinner with my family. Be like, listen, I could eat, you know, something out now. And I have no problem waiting. My family and friends, they understand anyway. So, and your rebound period seemed amazing, by the way. Like how controlled was your rebound from last prep? Look good uh this you know james and james and dan and i've talked about this where it's like there's habits right that we all as bodybuilders will always have whether we're aware of it or not right with like mm -hmm. every meal there's going to be protein with it in some form i'm going to eat on the low amount is probably still four or five times a day which means i'm getting four or five protein feedings through the day so i was i i was good 
like a lot better than I've been for probably the three, three or four days post-show. I was like, oh, like, wow, I got this. And then like by the end of that first week, you know, that, that food focus started to creep up a bit and that like looser controlled eating started to creep in. But, but my body seems to get, and Cliff's commented on this, that my body's very adaptive and it seems to like, once it's ready to go to a spot, it'll go there and just be fine. So once I got back up to like 170, so that was like 12 to 15 pounds or so, I was like, I like felt almost immediately way better. Like sleep was good, like hormones, libido, like, uh, like body stress, like all the prep shit that comes was like almost completely gone. And now I'm like holding early 180s extremely comfortably and you know, that food focus is like completely gone now. And I'm just eating like an intelligent bodybuilder for the most part. Right. But I don't know. I just, I got back in the gym immediately. Like I didn't take any really, like, I think I trained Well, I trained with you guys the next day and like, we come and home. Still beat me on bench. Yep. Still, still beat James on yeah. bench. <laughs> <laughs> Both of us. That, that's the other thing that I think like, I guess helped me for lack of a better term is that like, as soon as I got that, food back in my system i was like okay time back in the gym let's go and i just like started back like benching squatting deadlifting like let's let's get back to it which i think helped like mitigate any like obnoxious fat gain too because i was i was using that food that i was eating right and my typical like day-to-day is relatively active so it all kind of gets washed out i think if someone's where someone can get in trouble is where week post show and they're like ah i just don't feel like training they're just eating like an asshole and then all of a sudden it's just like 30 pounds of just fat and blob and potentially some muscle loss because you've not trained for a week and then you just get in a shit spot mm. and injury risk goes up too if you gain weight too quick Your body oh yeah just like it's horrible oh for sure like the inflammation and all that stuff oh. right would just be through the roof like you just slammed like hundreds of grams of sugar and carbs and fat in your body eating like an idiot drinking soda and you know a lot i i don't drink but i would assume a lot of people after a show maybe go celebrate maybe that's Mm -hmm. alcohol and stuff like you start throwing alcohol in the mix and you know your body's primed to just go to catastrophe right and how long did it take you to gain those 10 to 12 pounds to where you felt better uh so i I competed, I weighed in show day morning on the Saturday. It was 158. I weighed myself. I remember weighing myself, I think the Tuesday or Wednesday. And I was like kind of mid 160s. And that's when I was like, oh, damn, I did a good job. I've only gained like four or five pounds. I'm killing this. But then by the following weekend, after I had those few days, like I was not, I was knocking on 170 within probably eight or nine days. So that, yeah. And, but that, that I needed that, like I needed it physically. I needed it psychologically. I just needed to get back to feeling good. Cause I was, I was trash, man. Like I was, I was wrote at, at that last show. Like I had potentially another show the following weekend. And I was like, I don't even know if I can do this. Like I was, I was pretty roasted. So, Mm -hmm. but once I got to feeling, like I said, like that 170 and I held it really good. Like I was like, man, if I could just hold this 170, even like I feel like I was full again. I still had like abs. It was like, it was almost like I gained 10 pounds, but didn't look like I gained, like I gained, like I looked like I gained three, but I gained 10 or 12. 
Yeah, because I saw you. I'm like, damn, he's looking good. Like, it looks like everything's really moving forward. Well. Yeah, yeah. But then, like, once that, then I, and now, and then it settled, right? Like, once I got over that, like, I had that, like, damn, I feel good. And then I was like, ooh, post prep, food, food, food. Then that dissipates, right? Like, anybody that's like listening to this that is like, man, I can't stop eating, like, I assure you, it does go away. It just takes time. Like, your body will come back to normal, which is where I am. And I was within probably, six to seven weeks post-show I would say I was like okay I'm I'm good again there was like that three weeks where it was like shit post-show problems but Mm -hmm. it goes it goes and then it subsided and then like you know I was staying with like habits and stuff bodybuilding lifestyle then starts to come back into the fold and you're like oh yeah this is what I do again I eat this way I train this way I live this way right yeah it's tough it's uh I don't know the the post show right like it'll, I'm very interested to see how this goes for you because I've never heard of someone like doing it for one but also like doing it successfully versus just being like I got this and then a day later they're like yeah no I don't <laughs> you know what it is the Reese's the Reese's peanut butter cups right before you get on stage yep, that's Gatorade. the beginning of the end that's it that's it I I might tell Cliff listen give me another candy because that's too good you, you can't do it. I remember you eating eating that Reese's cup backstage before the OCB show. I think it was Brett. He just asked you, "What does that taste like? How does it taste like?" You're you're just like bluntly winning. <laughs> and and yep, winning. It's the magic. Winning. Yep. That's how it no, takes. I think I think you're you're what you're doing is like attempting to combine the best of both worlds, right? Like people talk about like the reverse diet and you know what the science says on that is a little bit wishy-washy and a lot of people don't do it but it has structure and but you're also doing it we know like cliff's gonna throw some weight at you for you know get the hormones where they need to be so it's like the structure of a reverse diet but the like physiological benefits of a recovery diet 100 100 so we'll see if it's the winning formula we'll see if it works so oh, yeah. two new tips for everybody listening, right? Neck training, that's the new thing. It's in, everybody needs to do it. And uh, we're going to see this hybrid recovery approach, uh, which Gary, we're probably going to name after you. So yes, <laughs> I like hybrid that. recovery. There we go. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. All right, my man, we appreciate you coming on, giving a little update for the people. You mentioned at the very beginning, you've been a little quieter on social media. Will that continue or are you going to be posting some stuff? Well, it can't get any quieter. With my, with my posting. So we're only looking up right now. Um, going to see some glute shots? Yes, yes. We're definitely going to get some stuff up there. I don't know exactly what or when. I don't want to put any um, date on it. Uh, one thing for sure, I tell a lot of people, I'm a bodybuilder first, competitive bodybuilder second, social media bodybuilder third. Fun is the most important thing for my bodybuilding career. I have the most fun when I'm just training and eating and not recording. So I, it's a, it's a selfish thing in a lot of ways. Um, but I really, really love this sport and I don't want to take away from it, um, at all if I can, but I understand that this is part of the game now with social media. So, uh, you, you guys will get some good stuff, especially as I get closer, you know, I'm going to throw out some, you know, one week out posing, sessions two weeks out uh, a month so you're gonna see what i'm looking like as we get closer to worlds for sure um and that's really the most exciting part 
is you know seeing what's about to step on stage so um all the other stuff before that you know i'll see what i can do in terms of posting but uh always you know i appreciate you guys promoting me in the sport and uh it's not going to end anytime soon so we got you know another decade to go with this stuff and i'm looking forward to it Hell yeah there you go people you heard it there uh obviously natty news daily will be first to the hop so if gary's sharing it we will share it so whether you're following his page or our page uh you won't miss it we promise you that so thank you my man thank you for coming on we wish you the best of luck these next seven weeks i know you're gonna kill it and uh make the natty news daily fam proud absolutely thank you so much guys for the talk i always love talking to you guys and uh we'll do this again soon beautiful all right guys thanks for watching if you guys enjoyed this episode obviously you know what to do give it a like follow us on instagram at natty underscore news underscore daily and we'll see you guys in the next one